0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 228. How to use live video as the center of your content marketing strategy.
1: Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain.
0: (laughs) Brought to you in partnership with Semrush, I'm David Bain, and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics, and trends from today's modern marketing masters. Are you itching to get going with live video, but you're not quite sure how that fits into your overall content marketing strategy? Maybe you're currently doing live video, but you're just not taking full advantage of all the wonderful content that you produce. In today's episode, we're going to be helping you to take full advantage of your live video by placing it at the front and centre of your content marketing strategy. Joining me to discuss that is a lady with over 15 years of experience in social media, content marketing And growing brand awareness. She's also an overthinker, a mover, a doer, a baker, and a geek. Welcome to the director of marketing at Ecamm, Katie Vox.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, David. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: Hey, Katie. um, All these people, all these guests should stop um, using all these um, different descriptions in their Twitter handles. That's what I say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you pulled that one. I feel like I overthought it. So (laughs) it seems very appropriate to have it in in the description for sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and on, uh, on your blog as well, I notice, um, we've, we've got some um, great um, comments already there as well. We're broadcasting live, we're recording a podcast, obviously, but we're broadcasting live on uh, LinkedIn, on Facebook. So um, lots of good, friendly comments saying hi to you already. So um, you can find you, of course, you find Katie over at ecam.com. That's ecam with a double M. Uh, mm-hmm. So Katie, we're discussing live video content marketing strategy. Um, so why, why live video?
1: I think there's lots of reasons why live video, Um, but I would think that the, the main two are that it's really incredibly authentic and relatable to people watching. So it's a great way to build an audience, to build a community, and to get people really excited about the kind of content that you're putting out. And the second is that it's a great testing environment. So if you're thinking that, you know, you've been wanting to get into video and you're you're not exactly sure where to get started. It's incredibly forgiving. So you can can make mistakes. You can continue to kind of get better with your video quality and your sound quality as you grow along with your audience. So it's a great starting point. Um, And I think, you know, as people get more into it, it is amazing how um, how much fun it, it also is along the way. So I would say uh, authenticity, it's really raw and people love to relate to it and get to know the real you and a great testing space.
0: And if you really want to, you can delete your stream afterwards, of course, as well. But uh, hopefully you yes. don't feel that you have but to do don't. that. Yes.
1: Yeah, don't keep it. I think people love people love getting an inside look at who you are and what the content is that you want to share. And it's okay that it's not perfect. So keep that in your mind as you're thinking about live video. It doesn't have to be perfect to be really powerful and something that people really take a lot of value out of.
0: So I was talking to a mutual friend, Ian Anderson Gray, in episode 226 of Digital Marketing Radio, and we were talking about live streaming for B2B brands um, because I was saying to him, I can understand live streaming for personal brands, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, many B2B brands don't seem to be embracing live video quite as much. Do you think live video is is great and useful for any type of business out there?
1: I do. Um, I think that B2B brands have a little bit more of a challenge as they think through the content that makes the most amount of sense. And so I think I've always been a big believer in helpful content. So if you can think about how you can help others, whether it's a business or an individual, you can put that content out in front um, and out in front of people using video of any kind. And certainly live video is an easy way to get started doing it. Um, So really, I think as it relates to B2B brands, they really need to think through who are uh, who are their customers and what could they give those customers as far as how can they create helpful um, and authentic, valuable content. So it's really thinking through the why behind um, what you're doing and how you can get that out there
0: great okay so if a b2b brand or if if another business is just about past the why stage now and then just about committing to getting started with live video and what are a few steps to get started with it
1: yeah absolutely so you're going to want to think through um you know thinking first about your why and the content that you're getting out there you're going to need uh you're going to need to have a computer (laughs) you're going to need to have a camera and a microphone um, and then from there, you you can literally get started with just those couple of things. So, you know, mm. just, just the basics to be able to get up and running um, and do a lot of testing. So figure out, you know, what, um, how the content is working with your audience. So are people engaged? Are they finding it really interesting? And then you can add on additional things. And maybe that's bringing in guests or panel discussions. Maybe that's taking it, but, you know, behind the scenes, really let your content define um, how the broadcast is going to look and feel, and the platform that you're going to send it out to. So, um, so thinking that through. Uh, at Ekim, we make a live streaming uh, and video production software. So you could absolutely get started with just your phone, and you know, and go out to Facebook or YouTube or any of the, the major platforms. Um, but having a software will let you do things like plan out your content in advance. You know, pull in some uh, graphics and um, you know, an additional. Uh, additional layers to make your your broadcast a little bit more professional and a little bit more interesting for viewers on the other side like what you're doing here you know you have your your entire uh, frame sitting around that has all of your branding on it so you know thinking through again content first and then uh, equipment and the software that you need to be able to hit the content that you're looking for
0: absolutely but I love how you started with test you know just test to begin test. with you never know what works
1: test and get into, get into the practice of doing it. I think some of the most valuable um, guidance that I had when I was just starting to get into live streaming and into video production was that, you know, uh, do a daily test, literally go use your phone and go out to whatever platform you want, whether it's, you know, your Facebook page, or maybe it's just even Instagram and do just really quick videos, but, but put yourself out there and see how you look and sound and see where you might want to make improvements and just get into the habit of pushing the go live button without having a panic attack or without without worrying what it's going to be like on the other side, you'll find that the more you put yourself out there and the more that you test and try you'll see what you like about it um, and what you could make improvements to as well as what the response is uh, you know those little tests whether they're instagram stories or you know maybe you're on snapchat or TikTok. those kinds of places help give you a really great test environment on the kinds of content that's going to work and the um the format so you know how does it look how does it sound what, what are people liking about it um, and it'll give you that confidence too
0: Absolutely, and no matter how much you plan beforehand, episode 100 or video 100 is going to be terrible, or it's going to be is going to be a lot better compared with episode one, and um, because you, you just can't predict what's going to happen. You you can't necessarily train yourself how to use the microphone, use the camera, think of the flow that's going to appeal to your target audience. So just um, I guess design. The live video, the live content that you're going to produce based upon audio feedback—is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know I think it's important to plan things out, and I think that um, I think that planning goes a long way. As you said, I'm I'm an overthinker and a planner myself, and so having a good mm. understanding of what your um we, what we call the run of show, what your run of show is, and what what order you want to get the content out, and what are the different graphics and things that you're going to bring into it. But like you said, <laughs> live video something is always going to go wrong. You know, So, like a guest is going to come in and have terrible video and audio or, you know, you're going to have internet problems. There's going to be a snowstorm that's going <laughs> something, to... Something inevitably could and may and will go wrong when you're broadcasting. But you need to remember that one of the benefits of live video is that people know that you are there in the moment and it's real and it's authentic and they are much more forgiving if you're just out in front of them and you're honest. Um, and really, we found that that some of the most popular live streamers um, out there, those moments where things go wrong and they're able to troubleshoot their way through it and still have an engaging experience with their audience or know when to call it and say, hey, we're going to we're gonna stop this now and we're going to come back another day. The audience loves them even more for that because they see that they are real people and that they're trying and that they're thinking about their content and their audience first. So, I, you know, the technology is always going to be a little bit dicey here and there, as you're, especially as you're getting started. But... Um, again, don't let that stop you from having a good plan and trying to implement against that and knowing when things go wrong, how to respond and how to deal with some of those challenges as they come up in a way that's really human and a way that, you know, helps let your audience know that that you care about getting the content out to them in a way that's going to work.
0: Absolutely. You, you talked about being an overthinker. I, I'm an overthinker as well. And I think um, doing live is a great way of actually counteracting that because you can't overly yep. plan everything. You've got to commit to a date and a time and that's when you're going to go live and yep. you know whatever happens it's 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 going to have to work to the best of your abilities at that moment at that time.
1: Yeah, and it does get you I it it does make things a little bit easier. I you know when I first started doing video um I mean even at, even at past jobs the second that the camera was in front of me I would freeze up I, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, I did stage acting and I've done a lot of presentations in person, never really had a problem with that, but something about the camera being in front of me and the, the ability in my mind that, okay, well, I can always do another take or I, you know, screw script, I can always do another take. Live video has really taught me to just, you know, plan ahead and power through. There's not another take there's, you know, there's focusing on just getting the content out there and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's made a lot of improvements even in how I approach recorded video. You know, I think if you start with the, with thinking through how you would do it live or even starting with a live video, it does make it a lot easier to not end up where you're spending two, three days, you know, a week re-recording and re-recording and re-recording because it's not as perfect as you want it to be. Whereas it probably is good enough to get out there uh, and you're just overthinking in your, in your own head to try to get it to look some level that it is not going to make a big difference in the end result. You need to be able to get that value out there in front of your customers, get that content out there so that people can appreciate it, and then you can continue to grow and get better in that process.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure five pieces of imperfect content is generally going to be a lot more effective than one piece of perfect content. And that's your judgment on what perfect content is. It's not necessarily what your customers would believe is perfect content.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the value that matters. And it's getting into that, into that routine so that you're in front of people. I, if you're spending, you know, months and months and months building one amazing, perfect video and getting it out there, your audience is lost, uh, you know, an entire month of seeing you on a regular basis and getting to know you better, you know, you, you may have created that one perfect piece of content, and it may perform well but you've missed a bunch of opportunity to really build that community and people in the end buy from who they know like and trust right Mm -hmm. that's what we hear all the time so getting out there on a regular basis in front of them and getting to know your um your listeners and your viewers is really a way to get them to be buying from you and 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 forming a relationship with you and feeling confident to recommend you to their network right so it starts that um starts that cycle and really uh, helps also get you better in front of the camera going forward for some of those larger projects.
0: Now, we talked a little bit before the call about um, you approaching content from a live video first perspective. What does that mean? And uh, how does live video from your perspective fit into the overall content marketing strategy?
1: Yeah, so so at, at Ecamm and most of the customers that we have are typically thinking about about their content marketing strategy with a live video first uh, mentality. And when I say that, I mean that they are creating content live, but they're planning everything out in advance. So in in EKM Live, we have a a feature called Scenes, and that lets you literally plan out your entire run of show step by step. So you're gonna say, okay, for my first scene, I'm gonna have a countdown timer or a pre-show, and they have all their graphics that relate to that, and that's all planned out. And the second scene I'm gonna do, a shot of just me on camera and you know, we're going to welcome the audience and have questions. So you can plan all that content out and then you go live and you're able to flow through that content, have an engaging experience with, um, with your customers, with your viewers, thinking about that live audience. Then that video it is a completed video and if you're using a tool like Ecamm, you get a high quality recording version of that video that's just saved automatically to your computer. That you're then you're done. you've you've flowed through and created a video in the format and the way that you wanted it to. Then you can do something like chop off maybe the beginning that's not relevant to a replay audience. Maybe you want to chop off the end that has a lot of you know questions and engagement with your with your live audience that's not relevant. Then you have a produced video. You've brought your graphics all in. You've had you know your entire flow of your show is looking fantastic. You can then upload that into YouTube. You can strip the audio out of it and send it over to a podcast, you know, you can um, put that that video into a tool like Descript and pull the transcript out and you can turn that into a blog post. I feel like these days in particular, most of us are wearing lots of different hats. We have lots of amazing ideas, but, but having the time to get out the content that you want to get out is difficult. So if you think about it from a live video first standpoint, you're able to continue that flow of getting the content out there, you're engaging with your audience, but then the, you know, If you've created a, a great repurpose engine for the every time that you are going live and getting that content out there, you're also creating recorded videos. You're also feeding into a podcast. You're also creating blog posts. You don't need to worry about all of the other um, things that you would have to be spending individual time planning out every time. You can then focus on the content and just putting it through that engine. Um, and I think it, it has made a big difference in a lot of, um, in a lot of our customers' lives because it gets them into the flow of how they're thinking about their content it's growing their business both through the, the engagement in their live videos as well as all of the other audiences that they're seeing across all those other content channels and they're they're only creating the content once yeah. <laughs> they're creating the content when they go live but they're they're thinking ahead about how each audience is going to receive that so that as they're creating the content, they're thinking about it, knowing that they're going to make these tweaks and send it into these different formats.
0: Yeah, I think that's a key. It's knowing exactly what you're going to do beforehand and um, planning your yeah. live show, your live stream around the content that you're going to produce. It doesn't have to appear to the live audiences that's what you're doing, because as far as they're yeah. concerned, that's the key piece of content. You're interacting with them personally, you're answering their questions, yeah. and it's a lovely piece of live content. And you'll probably yeah. get to that stage after maybe 20, 30, 40 live streams to get a feel for the, the type of content that your audience is likely to interact with and that they're wanting to appeal yeah. um, appeal with. But um, once you get to that stage, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, I um, did a live stream about two years ago and I turned that into a book. And I had a, yeah. it was a four-hour live stream. I had a 134 marketers on that, all answering the same awesome. question, what's your number one actionable mm-hmm. tip for the coming year? And naturally the tips that they shared fell into different categories, be it content marketing, SEO, different types of paid marketing. That ended up being the chapters of my book. Now, and I had the whole um, content um, uh, transcribed. Um, Actually, it was eight hours long. uh, that, That particular live stream was eight hours long. And I remember that because eight hours... Ends up being roughly sixty thousand words of content, which of course is the average book length. Um, now, I'm not advocating right. just to use a transcript as a book. It, it does require a yeah. significant amount of editing, but it just shows editing you, yeah, you, you can do so much from a from, from a live stream. Absolutely incredible. Um, and um, yeah, and if you go for it, sorry,
1: sorry. If you, I was going to say, if you sat there and said, you know, okay, today I'm going to write a book, <laughs> and you know, and you and you created this entire outline and you thought about like the you already had such amazing content that would be valuable to book readers, but, but the process of just coming at it from only thinking about it as a book or only thinking about it as a blog, uh, blog post or only thinking about it as a recording video would take you a huge block of time for each of those things, but you already had the content that would be valuable. So it you know even if you're spending However much time making those tweaks and editing in the text itself, there you know you've already sped up the process and been able to get that content into the hands of an audience. So that's awesome. I love it.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's it's incredible what you can do. There's there's lots of different tools out there. Um, are there any other tools that you can think of that you're actually actively using at the moment um, that are really effective for live streaming?
1: Oh my goodness, so so many. So obviously, I use I use Live to create the videos themselves. Um, we use a tool called Quick. Uh, Quicc, and that um, that lets us actually clip down our uh, our videos into shorter clips, so we can use those for promoting before or after. Um, and it burns captions right onto the video in all of our branded uh, colors, which just looks a little bit more engaging than um, than just having a you know regular video. Uh, and it's it's an awesome tool. As I said, we use Descript, so that's. Um, a transcription tool, and we we pull uh, the transcripts for all of our videos so that we're able to turn them into show notes and blog posts and all of the, the text uh, copy. Um, we don't do a lot of podcasts uh, ourselves. We haven't dived into that yet, so I don't use a lot of podcasting tools. That's probably it's probably pretty much it. I mean, by and large, we're really we're really creating and thinking about our content um, and just planning it at graphics that we put in, you know, we use Canva, um, and easel, which are two kind of easy to use graphic creation tools that to create all of our, um, you know, branded overlays and graphics that we put into our video. Um, but we don't, we don't do a lot of video editing because we're able to think and plan ahead. So we're able to kind Mm. of lay out and pop those graphics in in advance. That means we don't have to go back and, and spend a bunch of time, you know, um, Seaming everything together or laying graphics on afterwards because we're doing that while we're live.
0: I love how you mentioned Descript actually. That's an incredible up and coming tool. I've played with it it's a little bit. An I incredible har- tool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There, there are so many incredible tools that are just um, um, starting up or, or really uh, becoming heavily used at the moment. Um, Rose is saying in the the comments, 60,000 words on livestream became a book. Huge out of the book sale. It sold a couple of thousand copies. Thanks, Rose. I, I would ne- not necessarily. Recommend that you aim for you know thousands of sales with a book. I think um, a book is more about um, being a really fancy business card and, and making people aware of your brand, um, so that yeah. they'll find out more about you. So it's all about the target audience that you're aiming for. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it may not be a book. It might again, it might be a blog post or a, p- a downloadable PDF that mm. then you're able to use to capture you know to capture email or to you know as a lead generation tool. So yeah, there's if you think about. I mean that, yeah. That's a that's a lot of words. I mean, a shorter live stream would be, you know, a short, a shorter. I don't know the exact, you know, an hour of of going live. What that would be in words, but um, but you can use those words in a bunch of different ways. So
0: I just I want to show you something. (laughs) I want to show you um something else here um quickly, Katie, and um it's not necessarily going to be very useful for podcast podcast listeners, but I'll I'll describe (laughs) exactly what's going on here. Um, so I'm going to go to just my screen, and then I'm going to. cut to my other desktop just to show you what's going on here and i'm using a piece of software called otter otter.ai to oh, transcribe yeah. uh, what uh, is being said as we're actually discussing things here and we you can see how <laughs> <I love it. laughs> accurate or fairly accurate the whole transcription is uh, it puts in sentences, it amends words as it sees the context of them as well. So it's a, a really, really effective way to create a transcription as well. So that's that's what that's what I'm actually using at the moment to create a, a transcription, but it's, there's, there's so many incredible tools as you said out there and so many different ways to do that.
1: I love it. We actually we have an Otter account, and I've never I've never thought to use it live while I'm broadcasting. That's a really smart that's a smart tip pro tip there. I love it. What
0: well, what you have to do is you have to find a way of combining your audio sources because normally your microphones will only be you or not not you and the guest combined. So you've got to use another audio interface or another way of combining the the audio to to, to create that. But I've I've done that uh, for this um, particular episode. I love to test something different every single. Episode and that's the the thing that I'm testing this time. Okay, well I tell you, I love it. I love it. So let's segue to the second part of our discussion. It's now time for Katie's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with secret software. So Katie, share a lesser-known Martech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment, and why that's why that tool is particularly important for you.
1: Well, now I've already mentioned it, but Descript is my new favorite right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Maybe not so secret since we just talked about so it. So how but, long have you uh, actually
0: used it for then? And how do you actually use it?
1: We're um, So we're newer to it. We've only been using it for the last uh, few weeks, actually. Prior to that, we were doing a similar process, but through Otter, which we still have and are using um, as well. But I I love that Descript just has so many more tools built within it. I mean, I haven't even begun to peel back the layers of the onion that is that software but you know really it lets you uh, transcribe all your videos it shows you the exact places within the video that it's pulling tra- transcription from so you know as you're creating content it's just a really great uh, tool to have in partnership as you're thinking about how you might want to repurpose it whether that's shorter clips or clips that have you know those burning captions like what quick does it um, it lets you kind of be able to see your video. And the layers of it so you know the video and the text behind it in a really in really unique and powerful ways it's it, it's, it's a an wo- awesome tool and i'm sure in a couple of weeks i'll know more but <laughs> right now it's i'm just amazed by it
0: it is a wonderful tool i mean you can actually edit audio and video by deleting words in a sentence yeah. and that's, that's just utterly yeah. incredible i mean it's not going to be as precise as using a tool like adobe edition but it's it's for, for the amateur podcaster or really any video maker really that's just produced um, a discussion type format and wants to take out a few words and um, make the, the video much easier to watch it, it's a wonderful wonderful tool to use
1: it and it's so easy believe yeah. me if I can use it <laughs> anyone can, anyone can use it it was it's amazing it pulls out all the ums and likes that people say or the, you know it really it can make a big difference in the quality and the outputs
0: so, the, the only reason I'm not weird. using it at the moment is is I like to make uh, the whole process as efficient as possible and if I can mm-hmm. perhaps create the transcript while we're actually recording it as opposed to uploading the <laughs> the video afterwards then <laughs> that might just win. But it depends on the quality and uh, uh, the outcome. Yeah. Okay. I so love it. It's, now it's time to um, give someone else a mention. Someone else who deserves it, who's been you know a, a great marketer to follow, good to follow on social media. So that is a...
1: Magical marketer.
0: So who's an up-and-coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout-out to and um, what can we learn from them and where can we find them?
1: All right. So I'm going to do a shout-out to Doc Rock. Um, and Doc Rock is our uh, beta group moderator and he is the... King of community management and community growth. Um, I know that's what Ian claimed of me <laughs> the last time when he was on his call, but I'm going I'm to pass that forward because I think that everything that I've learned, I've uh, I've learned in many ways from Doc. Um, he is just one of those people that is constantly thinking about how to give back to a community and how to really highlight content creators um, and and build this network that really has become in many ways a family. Um, and certainly he's done the same in, in our groups and really helped me a lot with uh, as far as thinking about community really differently. So um, he's fantastic and he does a ton of ton of live streams and ton of different um, tools. You can find him uh, by searching Doc DOC rock. <laughs> he does uh, he does a DJ live show, he does a lot of uh, trainings on live streaming and as I said, he's constantly, Helping us uh, do all the testing and pushing the buttons in our uh, beta testing group. So and and sorry,
0: where's the best social platform to to find him on?
1: He um, Facebook Facebook. and also Twitch. Mm -hmm.
0: Twitch. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm experimenting broadcasting live on Twitch. I think you've got to really (laughs) push the channel yourself to get a bit of organic reach to begin with. But it's um, an interesting up and coming platform. Obviously, it's used by a lot of gamers. Do you think Twitch is something that um, can be used by any live streamer?
1: That's a really great question. Um, I've been experimenting, we've been experimenting a little bit more with it. Certainly it's big in the gaming space. It seems to be trying to be a little bit bigger in other kinds of fields. Like um, they seem to have a lot of cooking, <laughs> cooking shows and programs. So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I'm um, certainly, it's, it's definitely really ingrained in the gaming space, but I think it's got potential to go beyond that. And it has a lot more um, interactivity with it. So, you know, there's a lot of, they use a lot of like, widgets and um and graphics that take over the entire screen as viewers are engaging so i think there's a lot we could learn from twitch even if even if we're not on it Mm. there's a bunch of cool things that um that they do really well so
0: okay well well, let's move on to the this or that round so is the this is the quick response round 10 quick questions just two (laughs) rules try not to think about the answer too much and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion so use it wisely are you ready
1: (laughs) ready i'm ready (laughs)
0: TikTok or Twitter? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. YouTube or podcast? YouTube. Traffic or leads? Traffic. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Ads or influencers?
1: Influencers.
0: Google ads or Facebook ads?
1: Facebook ads.
0: Email or chat? Chat martech stack or all in one platform
1: martech stack
0: and one to one or scale one to one you got there without saying <laughs> both yeah.
1: I, I, I think the one Decisive.
0: that you, the, the one that we think was that had the biggest pause was traffic or leads and you said traffic why did you say traffic then
1: yeah it went back and forth i feel yeah, I don't know if I have a specific answer. I feel like for us we're always thinking about how we, can we get more people back to our site because we know that once they see it then it's easier then we can convert them. So I for yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a total great answer for it. Well, you, 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 like you
0: maybe part. maybe it means that um, <laughs> I mean you said organic or uh, SEO rather than paid. So yeah. maybe it means that yeah. um, you're getting better value from driving organic traffic instead of paid traffic. And obviously leads are probably more something that you would pay for from paid traffic.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Second guessing you, but uh, let's move on to the $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days in a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: Oh my goodness, this is the hardest question. You told me about this beforehand and I still don't know if I have a great answer for it. Um, I'm gonna cheat because I didn't use my both last time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was gonna say that I would build I would build um a really fantastic live streaming studio or video content creation studio. So multiple cameras and mixers and sound and the ability to really have a dynamic um space that we could use to create content. Um and I think that the what was the second part again of the question?
0: I mean, essentially, it's um, how you'd implement it. So, 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 you know, what would you spend it on, and on uh, how you'd implement it? But it's it's funny that you're going for content again because we had AJ Wilcox, um, LinkedIn LinkedIn ad specialist, on episode two two five. We had um, Ian Anderson Gray, episode two two six, and both of them gave the answer of spending the ten thousand dollars on content. And essentially, you're saying yeah. build a studio to produce content. Um, yeah. So content is very, very important, but obviously if you, if, you, if you plan it. So if you're spending that much on a studio, um, what type of content are you producing? Are you, are you, is is there any particular type of video content, live streaming content, I presume?
1: Yeah, it would probably be, again, you know, li- live first and then repurpose that content out across multiple um, channels and into different spaces and types of content. Um, we've been really building almost a network of different different shows with different kinds of content to be helpful across our audience types and so i think as i think more about that it would just be a really neat experience to have a shared space that people could pop into and be able to broadcast out from or um or you know bringing guests and experts on for different kinds of panel discussions Um, us you know we're all about helpful content and being able to show everyone how they can do it really professionally and really effectively so Um, yeah thinking through content content first and how we can be a good example of that for anyone watching
0: so so far we've been focusing in on what you're currently doing digital marketing wise but now for the final question i'd like to focus on what you're going to be doing next next
1: on the list
0: so what's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet but you want to try or test soon
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm in complete um, mode of evaluating and restacking my my marketing, my marketing tools. Uh, so we've been I'm about to jump in and test out a tool called ClickUp. Um, right now we're using Trello as our project management uh, tool and it works fairly well. But I think that there's a lot of stuff that um, that we could do as far as getting a little bit more organized and being able to automate a few more processes. So looking to create efficiencies um and hoping that clickup will be a, a good a good tool for us to try that with.
0: Superb. Okay. Well, um that just about takes us um to the end of our discussion. You've been listening to Katie Fox from Ecamm, who on today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio shared um, great tips about live streaming, um, secret software Descript. um, So you've been using it a bit, Katie. You're probably going to be using it a bit more, maybe even trying otter.ai a little bit. Um, um, Can you remind me who your magical marketer was? It was uh, Doc...
1: Doc Rock.
0: Doc Rock, that's (laughs) it.
1: R O C K. Doc Rock.
0: Okay, and so You know, you shared lots of great resources there. I'll make sure those links are included in the YouTube video link and, of course, in the show notes over at digitalmarketingradio.com. Katie, what's the best social platform for someone to follow just to say hi to you?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm on all of them. Um, I'm probably most on Facebook. So uh, if you want to find me there, um, you can find me either by my name, F-A-W-K-E-S, or you can find me under ECAMM.
0: What other stuff? Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I've been your host, Eva Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts for B2B brands over at castingcred.com. If you want to watch the next episode live, subscribe on the Digital Marketing Radio YouTube page. And if you're already listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, tell a friend. It's good to share. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio digital Radio digital marketing Radio DigitalMarketingRadio Digitalmarketingradio.com.